When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Talk some foosball. <laughs> Let's light this sucker up. <laughs> it's an internet party. Welcome <laughs> to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the hosts. To my right is a man who is currently under investigation by the NCAA for possible cheating, but we don't know for sure. Dustin Henry, Dustin, how are we doing tonight? All I did was offer a potential recruit a bagel with cream cheese and also a sack full of money. I don't know what the problem is. Me and Nick Nolte run a clean program down here with the Dolphins. <laughs> Blue chips. Yeah, Blue chips. yeah. I couldn't remember. I, I was going to try to name the coach's name, in that, but it's been too long since I've seen that movie. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> oh man! Well, I mean, you're you're recruiting a 60 year old Shaq and a 58 year old and for a Penny Hardaway, so it's going to be tough. To, it's it's. I can understand why you why you had to get that why you had to get <laughs> the extra bagel with the extra schmear. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, and then the Larry, the Larry Bird stand-in who was like the dirty player, but he was from Indiana and he was a tall white kid. Come on, we know what happened. That's right. That's <laughs> we right. we know where you were trying to go with that one. <laughs> Well, before we get into tonight's episode, we just want to remind you about our socials down here below. It's Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. And if you could do us a big old favor, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to all of our social media networks. That'll be very, very helpful. I would certainly, we would certainly appreciate it. On the podcast side and the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on, on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate the podcast and review five stars is the number of stars we prefer. And if you're on a platform where you can write a review, 
we'll even read it on the air. And if it's, I don't care if it's execrable or if it's just downright awesome, I'll read the review on the air. And because we are a live show and Snowman already ticked in and saying, hey, hey, we want to, we want you to engage with us. We want your comments. And Dustin, I know you've been waiting, waiting at least, at least six days. Yes. At least six days to hear the beautiful, beautiful bean music. Always. That's right, folks. Again, we are a live show. Engage with us in the comments. We want your comments because that means more people will know about this particular podcast. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, Dustin, uh, I just want to thank you for being a hospital for being a hospital chat. We had a, a chap. Uh, we were we were a bunch of us had, had uh, got together at Dustin's house on Sunday to watch all the games on Red Zone. Uh, it was a great time. Lots of good food. I made my chi- I made my award winning winning chili. Yeah, and Dustin made some uh, carnitas, had some nice good ta- good tacos and some good you know, just good co- great company, good good food, better company. I saw like yeah, it. it was a great time. I was happy to have everybody over. Uh, I still I'm a little disappointed in the way my carnitas came out. I feel like the crock pot it lets me down. It lets me down. I want it to be. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's so easy. You dump the you dump the stuff in the crock pot and you just forget about it." But I feel like it overcooks the stuff sometimes. You got to be you got to be careful and I feel like it never comes out as flavorful as I wanted, but I was happy uh because as a result of using the crock pot, I was able to watch most of the games as opposed to past times when I if I'd used the smoker or the grill, you know, mm-hmm. I'm out there and and uh, so you miss a lot of things. So so there are pros and cons. There are pros and cons. But I was happy that everybody could come by. Thank you for bringing your chili, and I it was very mm-hmm. delicious. And I I just have two quick shout outs before we really get going. One, if you actually knew Shaq and Penny Hardaway's ages, respective ages, off the top of your dome, that's very impressive. And two, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we'll do some, we'll do some real time research in a second, but I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. And two, um, how many bowls of the chili have you had? Because we all, we put a dent in it for sure, but you made a big batch. So I'm just wondering how many days consecutively have you eaten it for leftovers? Well, I had it for lunch and dinner yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I also, well, I also made a. I, here's the thing: before I came over, I actually that bowl that, that pot was filled to the brim. Yeah, absolutely, positively filled to the brim. So I actually put like two or three scoops in a container for my dad because my dad loves my chili. Oh I actually yeah. Have enough left. I actually have enough left to give it to my nephew because my nephew, my nephew, uh, about two years ago caused a family family controversy. Oh, I don't know I if you know about this, Dustin. He caused some controversy in the family <laughs> when he revealed on our sh- on this show, on this podcast, he liked my chili better than he liked his mom's. Oh man, that's 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 uh, <laughs> C- CJ Beast was playing with fire on that one. <laughs> that's uh, hey man, I mean, it's if these are, he these calls are him, he's just he's just spitting truth. <laughs> yeah, he calls him like he sees him. I, I will tell you, you make a great batch of chili. I've had it multiple times now, and it's always a, it's an always a winner. It's always now. Wonka, now Wonka the Saint chimes in. Uh, actually, actually, funny story. Wonka the Saint, you came up in conversation uh, uh, during on Sunday. Uh, you asked me what's yes, what's execrable mean? 
It's a fancy word for shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching new vocab here on that's no right. Financial we're about required. we're about real time research and ex- expanding people's vocabulary on this program. Yeah. Now, actually, another thing I want to get to before we get into the meat potatoes of tonight, Dustin has a new nemesis. He's a new broadcasting nemesis, and I'm going to give him the floor to oh, just go off, Dustin. Oh. The floor oh. is yours. Are you talking about one Spiroditas? Because yes. that I I can't stand. I can't. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spiro. But I, there's something about his delivery, and 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 I'm sure that he's got his fans out there. And hey, he's made it further than I probably ever will. He's calling NFL games, but there's something about his inflection. It doesn't change. He keeps the same pitch no matter what's going on. And I don't know where he's from. I I, I think you said uh, New Jersey is where he New Jer- is. Paramus, New Jersey, yeah. But I don't know where he's – he's got like this thing that he does on his ends. He goes, a touchdown. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming <laughs> from. But there's just a few – I don't know. It gets under my skin. But uh, don't worry, Spiro, because you, you are nowhere near as high on my list as the 72 Dolphins. It, you know, <laughs> I so so I'll just mute you when the game is on. You know, if you're if you're calling my game, I'll mute you and uh, we'll call a truce. But uh, there's there's just something about it. There's just something about it. He is not at the top of my announcing list. A lot of people have a lot of uh, dislike for Joe Buck out there. I'm not I'm not I'm not there on some of the Joe Buck uh, hate or dislike. I you know, he does an okay job. Is he going to be at the top of my list? No. I, I'll tell you one of my favorite examples, and we were talking about this at at, at my at the football gathering. Is I loved hearing Kenny Singleton call the Yankees games. I miss mm-hmm. I miss him, and and my one of my favorite calls whenever somebody would uh, throw a, a close pitch, you know, brush somebody back, and if the batter had to get out of the way, Kenny would be like, "Look out!" And just the way he. <laughs> It was always so good. It was always so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got some things. I've got some things to say about the uh, and NFL officiating. Oh yeah. Again, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get into that. that. We'll get into that in just a moment. Let's get into the our usual formula here, Dustin. Let's talk about the biggest upset from the week. What was your biggest upset from week seven? Well, I thought I had this game picked when we left. When everyone left my house on Sunday, I said, I know what I'm picking for the biggest upset. Nobody saw it coming. Then Monday night happened, and I went, whoa. Um, shout out to the Vikings, because I did not see this coming. Um, the 49ers, I expected them to just shut down the Vikings completely, especially without Justin Jefferson and uh, but old Captain Kirk, he showed up in prime time, and the much yeah. maligned, the much maligned Viking defense, which we have both taken our shots at over the over the our time period on this program, they got some timely timely picks of Brock Purdy, and it was probably his his worst uh, his worst game to date, I would say, and. Um, the Vikings, Jordan Addison looks like an absolute star in the making here. And uh, the Vikings come out of um, Santa Clara. I believe, No, it was in Minnesota. Uh, they, they, they get a clutch home win 
which if you look at the press conference after the game, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins gives a massive shout-out to Creed. Apparently, they've been listening to Creed in the locker room. And get this, Ryan, he closed the press conference with, they've been taking us higher, so we'll take it. Well, apparently Creed is back because the <laughs> Texas Rangers have been playing higher at the end of every home win. So oh, they didn't really get to play it the last round because they lost all three home games. But you'll see them in the World Series. We'll find out tonight. Yeah, played in the World Series. So game yeah, one. And, you know, condolences, for the first to, uh, condolences to Snowman. I saw him, I saw him earlier in the chat. Uh, shout out to you, Snowman. But if I remember correctly, you are an Astros fan or do well, you? He's a white. He's a White Sox white fan. Sox but he's also fan. a pseudo. He's also a pseudo Astros fan because he knows the radio play-by-play call. Cole Johnson's a big Astros fan too. Okay. He, yeah. He whew, this morning was uh, not in a great mood. Not yeah, mood. I, 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 I can imagine. Okay, so I wasn't totally wrong because then when you said White Sox, I said yeah, I remember. But, but uh, yeah, so. Condolences to uh, to uh, Mr. Johnson, then big Astros fan. But I, I myself, and I might get myself a little kettle of hot water, but but I'm kind of happy to see the Rangers get there because they they haven't had much to celebrate in in recent uh, years. So, and it was a surprise that I didn't see coming. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean. The range, nobody said you spend $800 million. You got to find a way to win. Yeah. Not only, but only they had the, the $800 million they spent over the couple last couple off seasons, but there's some homegrown talent too. Adalas Garcia. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody saw that. I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't even know who Adalas Garcia was until the postseason. Yeah. I only, home run derby. <laughs> I only knew who he was because I had him on my fantasy team last year, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I uh, but yeah, my biggest upset, the same thing. Uh, the Vikings are the 49ers and fun fact, the 49ers are actually still, they're still winless. Entering this game, they were winless all, all time at us bank stadium, still wow. winless. Wow. And I was really surprised to find that Kirk two chains cousins, uh, <laughs> shout out to, uh, Ben Sutter's the third owner of the BS three network. Uh, gotta get him on this program too. Uh, I'm just really surprised that he doesn't, he didn't wilt in prime time. Like he usually does. I uh, had a pretty decent game and kudos to him. And actually kudos to the Vikings defense. Apparently they're starting to find their stride as the Vikings have won the last three in a row. Uh, so it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup, especially we'll get to the, we'll get to the matchups we're watching in just a few minutes. But yeah, so this was, this result was just as surprising for me as it was for you, Dustin. And, yeah, you know, which kind of leads us to, and since we're talking about NFC North teams, let's going to lead us, it's going to lead us into our biggest disappointment. And we talked about this on Sunday about our biggest disappointments of the week. Listen, last week I lauded the Detroit Lions. I considered them a possible top seed in the NFC. I also considered them a possible Super Bowl team. And they went out and laid the biggest egg of the week with that 38 to 6 loss in Baltimore. And they got motorboated. Yeah, straight up motorboated. It was not even close. I mean, the Ravens scored their what? Their first four possessions of the game. Yeah, they didn't look back. They were saying everything is stride. And I, I believe this this game had Lion fans begging for the NFL not to schedule Baltimore or Seattle for that fact. <laughs> for, for that fact, ever again. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how much. Um... 
how much time will pass until they play the Seahawks again? Because it's been weird. Uh, the Seahawks and Lions have played each other for the last three years in a row. And they and they've been great games every time. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it keeps happening, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I expected the Lions to show up in this one too. I think I think everybody was surprised by this result because prior to this, they had they had looked very good. They had looked like one of the better teams in the NFC and um, happy for lions fans because they've been taking, they've been taking a lot of garbage for a lot of years. And it was kind of like, Hey, maybe this is their shot. Maybe this is their time. And this is, I, I think to some degree, a temporary road bump, but um, mm-hmm. I think it also yeah. speaks that Baltimore may be better than we thought they were going to be. They, they may yeah. be, uh, finding their stride as well. Yeah. I, I said, I said it on snowman in the morning on Monday, uh, 1035 Eastern, go ahead and watch that or listen to that. Uh, Mondays at 1035 Eastern. I said, if you're a laying egg, do it at the beginning of the year. Don't do it. If there's a playoff spot in the line or division or division, uh, or the division on the line. Cause I was noting to the BC lions of the CFL, and now they were battling for first place in the West Division, and they laid a big old egg on Friday night <laughs> against Calgary. So, if you, like I said, yeah, if you and probably it's good thing that the Lions get this out of the way now. Get it yeah. out of the way now, so you don't do it in November, December, or January when the playoff rush is coming, and you got to fight for a playoff spot. Now, that was my biggest disappointment of the week, Dustin. Who was your biggest disappointment of the week? Well, yours was a very good, very good pick. Uh, and I and I thought about picking it. But the more I thought about this game, the more I decided to go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, mm. Because in my opinion, now I know – I know that the Bills' defense has some injuries. There's been some guys that are out for the season that were key players for them. There was a couple more defensive injuries this game. Von Miller is not all the way back. They've got him on a proverbial snap count. Um, so they are not at full strength on defense on the defensive side of the ball by any means. Uh, but still, offensively alone, you have the talent you should have been able to beat a Patriots uh, team, despite Bill Belichick's wizardry and scheming, the Patriots mm. defense hasn't exactly been a dominant unit uh, this this year so far, to my memory. And also, Mac Jones has looked borderline inept at points, and he had unquestionably, in my mind, his best game as a pro. And I don't think. I don't think this is like some rebirth of the Patriots offense. In my in my opinion, this was a team that Buffalo still should have been able to beat even with their defensive woes. Mm-hmm. They have the offensive firepower to yeah. surpass this team. So Absolutely. this was a big loss. Yeah. And it didn't help the it did it, it, yeah all those injuries right now are are starting to catch up to the Bills. Uh they had mm-hmm. like, we talked about it last week or 2 weeks ago. Uh, when two of their two players, two defensive player starters went down with injury, and they're mm-hmm. out indefinitely, if not through the, through the end of the season. So it's starting to catch up to them. You let a team like 
a very a struggling team, especially on mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball, like New England, get the better of you. That's gonna. I mean, like I, I, we, I told, like I said last week, this was desperation city for both the Bills and the Patriots because the Patriots this might have saved their season, although still a lot, of, still got a long way to go. But yeah. for the Bills, they had to keep up, had a chance to keep up with the Dolphins in the division. They, for look, looking for them, Miami lost their game against the Eagles, but you know it's it's just too bad the. Although I will say it's fortuitous for my Jets because he remained a, they're a half game behind the Bills still. Yeah. And they also got a shot to catch up to the Dolphins too. And I said last week they have a chance to go on a run, you know, getting away from the from the base disappointments from this week's from the Bills. But, you know, on uh, starting on Sunday, they got a chance to go on a run. And with two of the teams ahead of them that lost, they still got a chance. So, as always, or the last couple of weeks, got to play the sound. Our basis appointments of the week. Gotta play it. <laughs> There's our man with the whiskey, too. <laughs> at, le- at least they tried. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the most entertaining game. Dustin, uh, I think you and I agree. Oh, yeah. There was one well, clear pick for this. There's one clear pick for this game. Go ahead and reveal it to the audience, Dustin. What was the most entertaining game for the week? Well, it was what we all expected. It was that Browns-Colts barn burner. You know, everyone predicted this. So it was mm-hmm. it was a great game to watch. It was unbelievable. And it's fitting that we the game had lead changes. It had it had so many things. It had a defensive standout without without me spoiling one of our categories later. But it also it is fitting to come off our biggest disappointment because I think for both of us, and I'm gonna let you take the floor after this, but all I'm going to say is the Colts got robbed. But the biggest yep. disappointment could also be considered the NFL officiating from this game. I cede the floor to you, sir. Yeah. Let's go to the most important part of the game. And that was the Browns driving down the field with uh, some time left in the, uh, they they were down by, uh, yeah, they were down. Let's see. They were down by, by five with about less than two minutes left to go. They're driving down the field and you see a bad snap. Actually, you see the Colts defense. I get the ball uh, from PJ Walker because Deshaun Watson, although Kevin Stefanski revealed later in the game that yeah, Deshaun Watson could have gone back in, but we wanted to protect our most important player. Okay. All right, Kevin (laughs) Stefanski. But you see the Colts, Get to PJ Walker, fumbles the ball, Colts recover, laundry. Illegal contact on the Colts, automatic first down. Like, oh come on! You look at the replay too. It didn't look like it was much contact in the field. On period. Mm-hmm. Then, then you see Watson, PJ. Uh, sorry, PJ. Yeah, PJ uh, Walker. PJ Walker try to throw a pass to. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 
clearly uncatchable laundry yeah pass interference that and was the big one for me that broke my that broke the back for that broke my back and he gets to the, gets to the one yard line Cleveland winds up scoring they I believe they missed the two point conversion but it didn't matter anyway they were up one and with less than 15 seconds to go but look I I not so much complained about this but I've We've talked about it. And it's you. You hear it ad nauseum on this show, on other shows, about the officiating. Get some full time officiating so that everyone knows the rules. And I get it. It's human error. It's 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 everybody's human. We make mistakes, but the same mistake happens over and over and over and over again every single week, and it impacts the results of games. Go back to week five when I talked about the Jets and how two bad calls. Cost them the chance to get the ball back with 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 less than five minutes left in the game. Two bad calls and one non-call cost the Jets the game. Same thing for the Browns. Two two calls that should not have been called cost. I'm sorry, the Colts. Excuse me. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah. yeah, the Colts. Two bad calls cost them a chance of winning this game. And. I'm pretty sure we're going to get the, the Colts are going to get an apology later, later this week from NFL officiating. Sorry, saying, yeah, NFL officiating saying, yeah, we blew that call. But how do you avoid apology letters later in the week? You tighten up your stuff during the offseason from week to week. If, if you say that the referees are being audited and they're being, I don't say fine, but they're being, they're being graded for their performances, reveal them to the public. Make their audits public. These audits public. Show us where you're making the mistakes. Because look, you've got Major League Baseball wound up wound up suspending Angel Mark or Angel uh, Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez. Finally, yeah. After (laughs) it said, "Sit down. You're done for the rest of the year." Because he's he's had so many complaints. On him, whether his strike zone's too wide or strike tones strike zone's too narrow, or throwing he, out people for nothing, uh, you know he, uh, he's ejected yeah. people for the most minute of offenses. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're gonna get to a situation where we're going to have this is going to this is going to and this is going to cost people their sanity. It's going to cost people their jobs. This is going to cost wins for other teams. This cost this cost. This cost the Colts a win. Mm-hmm. Two really egregious calls, really bad calls, and there's no accountability. There seems to be no accountability, at least publicly, about the, the officiating for the NFL. And I hate to complain. I hate to sound like a broken record, but they need to straighten this out. They need to straighten this out during the offseason. Yeah. Talked about last year. Pretty sure I talked about it the year before. Mm-hmm. I don't like sounding like a broken I, I hate to, I hate to say on this hobby horse, but I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay right here. And I'm pretty sure other programs are saying the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and sometimes you can see the difference too. I mean, I'm not, I, I watch football, but I, I don't break it down to the degree that some people do. I watch it mostly as a fan. I have a cursory knowledge of the game, but I don't have like deep, deep knowledge of the game. But even I can see when certain crews are on games, you're like, okay, there's going to be a lot of flags. There's going to be a lot of flags, a lot of ticky-tack calls for this game. And mm-hmm. and and I, and I it became a running joke last year on the show. I could say there's a noticeable difference between a Jerome Boger-led crew versus other officiating crews. It's a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. 
And also the late flags too. The late flags drive me absolutely insane. Yeah. Can we just call it like it is? Call give it. I mean, this this makes this was the most entertaining game of the week. Yes. Unfortunately, the referee, the officiating spoiled the outcome of it. And what yeah. would have been an awesome finish. Yeah, because both teams, I mean, at certain points. It defies logic. The, the Browns' defense was good enough because PJ PJ Walker's stat line in that game was uh, was egregious. After he came in, Minshew, old Gardner Minshew, threw I think what four TDs, but he also had like three fumbles. Some cra- I'm yep. telling you, this game was a crazy game. If you didn't see it, go back on the NFL Network. Hopefully, they'll replay it. Watch the replay because it's worth watching. But it might boil your blood at the end because of the officiating yep. here. Or, or you have, uh, or if you have NFL Plus, you can do the same thing. Oh, yeah. by the way, this is real time research. Penny Hardaway is actually older than Shaq. Oh, Penny wow. Hardaway is 52 and Shaq is 51. Oh, so, all right. Hey, well, you were close because what'd you say, 50 and 48 or something like no, that? No, I so, said, I said 61 and 52. Oh, all right. <laughs> like 58. All right. I thought they were older, but I'm sorry, Shaq. And I'm sorry, Penny. I know you're big fans of the show. I'm sorry I got your age. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. They've been watching and uh, little Penny watches too. That's right. <laughs> Remember that? Oh. Throwback. <laughs> You ever hear Ken Garnett? Ken Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick, our first commercial break. Let's hear from our friends at SeatGeek. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code Belly up sports at checkout and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase seat geek life's an event we have the tickets that's right folks seat geek is our premier partnership sponsor with belly up sports go to seatgeek.com find your ticket sporting events again sporting events go to an nfl game major league baseball world series is here get yourself a cheap ticket there uh, nhl season's in full effect nba season starts tonight which yeah. really don't cover in this program, but that's okay. If you're an NBA fan, you want to get out to a game, go to SeatGeek.com. You enter promo code BillyUpSports at checkout. Get $20 off your first order of $50 or more. But like a, that handsome man said in the commercial, it's not just sporting events. Get comedy shows, get tickets to comedy shows, tickets to Broadway plays, tickets to musicals. Anything that requires uh, music shows, anything that requires a ticket at the box office, you could probably find it at SeatGeek. And again, save $20 off your first order of $50 or more with the promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. All right, moving on to the most notable performance of the week. And since we're on that train with the Colts and the Browns, my no- most notable performance of the week was Miles Garrett. He is somebody who's I got on my radar for defensive player of the year. Yeah. He's my he's my primary candidate for defensive player of the year. In this game, he had five tackles, two sacks, one tackle for loss, a strip sack that led to a touchdown, and a and a blocked field goal on an amazing play. Look it up. Look look up the play on YouTube. If you have NFL Plus, check out that replay. Uh, check it out. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. That field goal block was just 
oh, incredible. Man. We watched it. We watched it live on on Red Zone. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible play. It was an audible. I think we all went, "Oh!" It was one of those yeah. moments. Like, Whoa! And uh, and Wonko, I know you'll remember this, but it was shades of Cam Chancellor doing the same type of play uh, many moons ago during that Legion of Boom era defense. But Miles Garrett, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, what a performance, Dustin. For you. Your most notable for notable. Well, I guess things kind of. I got a theme going for for the next section of the show here. But on National Tight Ends Day, I do have to give the nod to Mr. Kelsey. Twelve receptions, 179 yards, and one lowly touchdown. But by Kelsey standards, that's that's kind of a down, uh, you know, touchdown total. But his oh, his oh breaking news our, our our viewership just went up from the swift mostly from the oh, swift because yep. you mentioned Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the Swifties <laughs> are tuning in and Taylor too. We know you watch. Even though even though you spurned me from that picnic, trust me, it was going to be good. It was going to be good, but I I forgive you. you had really great wine picked out. You I did. Dirt. You mean I a had tarp? a carcucci board? Carcucci <laughs> board. <laughs> yeah. But uh you know, I got to give the nod to him, and maybe it was just the national tight end day, but it 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 just uh, it was a really great performance, and and they were they were shredding it up. His totals at half were ridiculous, along with Patrick Mahomes. But we may I may talk about him just a little later. But I got to give the nod to Kelsey for now. This segment was brought to you by Tenzel's House of Carcoochies. <laughs> stuff the run and stuff your face. Tenzel's House of Carcoochies. <laughs> Moving on to our hottest individual take of the week, Dustin. Since you're on that train with the Chiefs, I'll let you take this one. So what's your what's your hottest individual take from this week? All right, and no disrespect to any of the Chiefs fans out there. I have one in my family. He's been a diehard, you know, and uh, I was I was happy for him when the Chiefs won for the first for the first time in a while years ago. But I have to say the Chiefs look much less dominant to me so far to start this season. And it is clear to me, Patrick Mahomes by his standards has not looked like himself uh, with the exception of this past week, this past week, Mm -hmm. he started to write the ship a little bit, but to me, and let me know if you agree, Ryan, but to me, the chiefs offense, they've lost too many pieces. Now they're starting to look a little one dimensional and it's looking we first of all, we saw what can happen in week one without the safety valve of one Travis Kelsey, who I just talked mm-hmm. about. It it we always knew that Patrick Mahomes relied on two things, or well, three things. One, his fantastic arm, two, his athletic ability, and three, Travis Kelsey. And without one of those things, the Chiefs offense looks you know, not so they don't have as many pieces around them as they as they once did. It used to be, okay, who's gonna get the ball in this Chiefs offense? And the running back, Isaiah Pacheco's been okay at spots, but it's not as cut and dry. And I think, and this might be an unpopular take, but I think the division that the Chiefs are in helps them immensely this year because mm-hmm. look where the Raiders are. 
the dumpster fire that is the Broncos, and we know the Char- we know the Chargers are going to blow games. If the Chiefs were in a more competitive division, their road to the playoffs would be a lot harder. I do not think they are going to go as far as some people think they will um, yeah. this, this year. Here's my question: Do you think the loss of Eric Bieniemy and the fact that Matt Nagy is is the play is calling the offensive plays for the Kansas City Chiefs? That has, is, do you think that has a lot to do with their offense? I mean, their defense is their defense is I I yeah their defense is a is a great is a very good defense. They're underrated because you hear so much about their offense. But yes, is that part of the reason why? I mean, they got Nicole Hardman back uh, yes. this past week. They got that trade with the Jets. And he was my player to watch last week to see how he would factor into the offense. Um, I didn't say he, I would say he didn't do a, a whole lot, but he had a big punt return that led to the touchdown that kind of, kind of sealed the deal for the Chiefs. But overall, do you think the loss of the, the, the enemy going somewhere else and adding on Matt Nagy has a, has a has kind of an impact on what the Chiefs are doing offensively? Yeah, I think I think it may. I think it may because for all of all you need to do too is now Washington has a lot of problems, but you got to give it to the enemy. They've looked like for the most part, they've looked like a more competent offense despite the rest of their struggles and at parts and, and at points just getting completely destroyed in certain games. But I think the loss of the enemy should not be overlooked. And perhaps Mm -hmm. you have to wonder if Andy Reid – now, I don't think so because, as I've said, the Chiefs division does them a lot of favors. But if if things offensively started to go south, you have to wonder if Andy Reid would kind of take a more active role in the offensive play calling. But I also think – They've been able to just plug pieces in over the last couple of years, but now I feel like they've just lost too many pieces. It's It's been uh, – so they lose their coordinator. They lose Tyree Kill. They lose – you know, it, it just is like a slow thing that happens with Super Bowl teams. If you win the Super Bowl, everybody starts looking at you and everybody starts mm-hmm. – chipping off your pieces and eventually it's going to catch up with you even when you're fantastic and and now I think it's to the point where if Patrick Mahomes has a down game by his standards you're going to start seeing a difference you're going to start seeing the difference yeah 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 but my hottest individual take from this week and I'm pretty sure most people agree with this the Miami Dolphins I think they're afraid to get dirty yeah, they can't seem to keep up with teams that punch them in the mouth and punch them in the mouth early. It happened against Buffalo, and they were routed. It happened against Philadelphia. They and they hung with Philadelphia for a while, only because of that pick six that what took place in the third quarter. But after that, the Eagles. The Eagles, uh, here. Here's here's a funny thing I saw on Twitter. One thing that the Jets that, that the Eagles defense. Actually, the Eagles, Eagles defense couldn't do that. They did to Tua. They couldn't turn. They couldn't make Zach Wilson turn the ball over. But they could make Tua Tagovailoa turn the ball over. I think he threw what two, two, one or two picks yeah, in that game and had a fumble. But the Dolphins, look, their, their record, their, their, I think a lot of people are if they don't pick things up and start, yeah, they, they can throw the ball around, but. Here's the thing. Here's a key stat that came in that you saw coming into this game against team. The five wins they had were against teams with a combined five and 24 record. 
a while. Yeah. And against teams that are above 500, they're 0-2. So I'm beginning to wonder, and I think a lot, of, and I'm saying this as an objective football fan. I'm not saying this as a Jets fan. I'm not saying this because they're, the Dolphins are the rival of a, a team that I follow. But you got to wonder if this team is, is a fraudulent team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guys outstanding offense. They knew how to do the cheat motion, and they got tons of speed. But if you play physical against this team, you're going to win. You're going to win that game, especially if you get in Tyreek. I mean, look, look what sauce. Look at if if you can get in Tyreek Hill's face early, frustrate him to the point where he's shoving your cornerback who's sticking on you. You get in their heads early, you're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. You're gonna win that game, and I think it's gonna be very difficult. It's they talk about Miami, all the puns talking about Miami being a Super Bowl contender. Oh, the Super Bowl contender, one of the best offenses ever. They can't win against teams that are physical against them, but on both sides of the ball. I, I think, I think, I think the defense is like soft. I think like soft serve. I think the offense, if you get in their face early enough, they're gonna get flustered, and they're gonna they're, they're not gonna be as 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 uh, as fast, or they're, they're going to be as explosive as they usually are. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the frauds this early, but look at look at who they put, look at who their five wins are against. Look at who their two losses are are, are against. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I I don't think you're entirely wrong on that at all. I think they are rapidly becoming one of those teams that is getting the the tag of a quote-unquote finesse team you know mm-hmm. how it's it been it, a tale is old in time in sports it was the knock against the showtime lakers of the 80s you know that if you played physical against them they weren't going to be able to 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 fight back now now they proved they went out and got some players changed the makeup of their team and they they proved that they had some they had some guys that were willing to get physical on you uh so they they kind of shook that moniker, but there's been other that that was the going back a little bit to the early 2000s and the late 90s. That was the, that was the uh, the knock against some of those Peyton Manning led Colts teams was that that they were a finesse team. They could throw the ball all over the place, but the defense couldn't stop anybody. And if you if you jumped on them early and hit them in the mouth, they'd kind of sputter out a little bit. And it was it was to some degree also a knock against those uh, early those early two thousands Rams teams and yeah. also to go a little bit further back and it's appropriate because the the Titans are going to be breaking out their uniforms uh, this week but I think it was the what was it the ninety four Oilers I think kind of had that that rep as well you know with the with the Warren Moon led Oilers I think those are some of the teams where they had these great offenses but they were they were kind of called finesse teams which in sports it's kind of code for saying you're not physical enough if somebody punches you you can't respond yeah and it was all that finesse teams that you know Peyton Manning went to the NFL and said you got to change the rule and now we have all this all these penalties on defense now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to sum it up for week seven. Let us know what your most entertaining game, most of performance, your disappointments, your highest individual ticket of the week is in the comments. But for now, we're going to take a quick break from our friends at Invader Coffee. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, 
Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Help the show. Visit the affiliate link in the description. Order some great coffee from our friends at Invader Coffee, veteran-owned, based out of Austin, Texas, that makes some of the best coffee your money can buy. And I, I, I finally dug into the bag of pumpkin pecan Ooh. over the last couple of days. It's a solid, it's a solid blend. It's a solid, yeah. full, full blend. Uh, I'll admit it. Yeah, it's kind of I, at first, but yeah, right. I, I, I like it. I like it. Like I said, they, they do a great job over at Invader because. The, in their in their flavored coffee, it's it's never overwhelming. It lets the coffee mm. shine through, but also you're like, oh, this is there. You know, I I just really like it. I know you've talked a lot about the holiday blends that are coming. Um, I am waiting for those two with bated breath, and I've got to get my hands on more donut dealer. You know what? I'm gonna do that after the show, and I'm gonna hey. use our affiliate link. And I'm going to enter the code to get the discount, right? So you should all do the same out there. Get some coffee for your French press or your Keurig mm-hmm. or whatever you use. Yep. They do have K-Cups. They do have the K-Cups for their original OG blend. I believe they also have it for their whiskey blend as well. So if you're into whiskey-flavored coffee, get yourself some Invader coffee. And again, use the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. You help the show. You also get some great coffee. And you support a veteran-owned business. And what could go... What's wrong? What's 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 the bad thing about all that? All right, NFL Week Eight. We're already at Week Eight. We're just about halfway. Just coming, creeping up to the halfway mark of the year. Let's talk about let's talk about our most intriguing matchups of the week. Dustin, who do you have as your most intriguing matchup of this week? My most intriguing matchup may surprise you and it may surprise everybody, but my most intriguing matchup when I was looking at the slate, it's the Jets versus the Giants for me for a couple of reasons. For a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. Now, the first reason is I want to see how the Jets are off of their bye. As you said, their schedule becomes a little bit more favorable. Um so, so I want to see if they can go on that run that you were talking about. And I want to see how Zach Wilson plays against what seems to me to be an improving Giants defense. Are they all the way to where they were last year? No, but they seem to be putting it together a little bit. And from the Giants side of things, um, I don't know for sure. I could be wrong, but I think – I think. Uh, Tyrod or Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. There's been Tyrod. Yeah, Yeah. there's been some consternation about it. But okay, Tyrod, I want to see how he does again if he's played because to my if he plays, because to my eye, the Giants have looked a little bit more competent with him at the helm. I'm gonna say it. Um, so I want to see, especially if he ends up performing well against a Jets defense that is for real. Will there be a quarterback 
issue there in it for the big blue for for the mm-hmm. g-men so so i'm going to be watching this matchup closely um and i know you will too because it's yep. it's your team but yep. uh what is your i'll be, I'll be, I'll be tripping my brother my big brother jim because it's <laughs> yeah. his team but yeah. the whole game yeah but yeah I, i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the how the new and improved giants defense does against this it's this you know the jets give a different wrinkle Every with uh, Brees Hall in the backfield, and he's run the ball, and he's been pretty dominant in the backfield, and Zach Wilson making some key plays. Let's see how they do against the Giants, and let's see how this Giants as just defense does against a better uh, Giants team. But you know, I only scored. That's what it was. They only scored fourteen points against the uh, Commanders last week. So yeah, uh, I'll be curious to see how this Giants offensive line, who played a lot a little better. But not great against the Commanders. Let's see how they do against the Jets and their vaunted rush, their vaunted pass rush. Had one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. My game of the week, in terms of most intriguing matchup, I got the Bengals and the 49ers. This is the rematch of Super Bowls 16 and 23. And the Niners are on a little bit of a slide right now. They've had two away games, they lost both games to very close games. Once because they won the first game against the Browns was was uh, because of injuries to key players. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to be out for this game as well. Uh, I believe he's out for I think next week's game and possibly the next with a hairline fracture in the shoulder. Uh, McCaffrey played you know, death taxes and a Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdown. <laughs> but the, the the Niners will be home against a Bengals team that's coming off a bye week. Coming off a of bye week, they've had some struggles, just like last season. They had some early struggles, and they turn it on, and they won the NFC, the AFC North division. But I'm curious to see how Joe Burrow, if he's going to be, if he's going to continue to struggle. Uh, although he had some, although he had pretty good game a couple weeks ago against Arizona. Uh, I just want, I'm just curious to see this is one of the late matchups on Sunday. Uh, I want to see if the if the if the Niners can get off the Schneid and and Dustin, it's it's fortuitous for your Seahawks. Yes. You're you're watching that division. I want always see if see if the Seahawks can keep up with the Niners in that division. Now we'll see if the Niners can get off the Schneid with some home cooking, or if the Bengals can get on track and start their run just like they had last year uh, when they when they won the NFC the AFC North division. Desperation City is up next, and I've got the Falcons and the Titans as Desperation City. Falcons are rolling. The Falcons are rolling right now. They come off of two consecutives, the, the two consecutive walk-off wins by Young Hui Koo <laughs> with those two walk-off field goals uh, against against Houston and again last week against Tampa Bay. Titans are coming off a bye, and they're wearing their they're wearing their Oilers uniforms. Oh, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> give give that give those uniforms and those colors back to Houston, please. I beg of you, Bud Adam, the, the Adams family, literally yeah. the Adams family, give them back. But it's reported that Mike Vrabel was quoted as saying today. I, I'm trying to par- I'm paraphrasing that you could see both. Uh, you see Malik Willis. 
uh, as well as their other rookie quarterback, as as well as the rookie quarterback Will uh, Levis. Oh, Will Levis, yeah. In this game, because Ryan Tannehill's still battling an ankle injury, so it's gonna be an, it's gonna be a, it's desperation city because the Titans are sitting at two and three, trying to get themselves back in the AFC South division race, and the Falcons. They're surprising. They're surprisingly low key. I know. Our, again, our guy Stacey Morgan from the Morgan Man podcast has got to be appreciative of whether of their efforts so far this year. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dustin? What's the what's Desperation City? Which teams are in Desperation City this week for you? Well, for me, it's going to be the Saints versus the Colts. Mm. And as we've detailed, the Colts are kind of there through no fault of their own. Both of these teams are three and four, but I'm going to say the feel is very different for both teams. The Colts, nobody really expected much from them. They they got jobbed a little bit. Their division, you know, the Texans have looked better than we thought they were going to be. The Jags are there and the Colts are hanging around. So that AFC South, is turning into a somewhat competitive division. So the Colts want to see if they can rebound from the the ripoff that they suffered. And the Saints have got to do something because the Saints, it seems like they are a team at three and four where it seems like they're on the verge of the wheels coming off. And, uh, and Derek Carr, he looked all right trying to bring the Saints back um, in their Thursday night loss to the to the Jaguars uh last last week but he he largely has not looked good in this and the Saints need to figure something out to write their season because as you just said the Falcons they seem like one of those teams they're not going to go away they're not going to go away now I've already compared a coach to a disease from the knee-high park uh sketch in Chappelle's <laughs> show on this show and I'm not going to do it, but you can all. Oh, hello, Derek Chappelle. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can all connect the dots. The Falcons aren't going away, so uh, they're they're knee high park in their own way. <laughs> so the Saints got to figure something out. <laughs> oh goodness, knee high park. Yeah. All right. The next category for Week Eight is we would rather drink castor oil. The castor oil game of the week. Uh, sponsor sponsors. Sponsors needed here. Then yeah. watch this game. Uh, Dustin, I'm going to have you lead off for this one. Which game would you rather drink casserole than watch this week? Well, luckily for me, the game that I picked, I probably won't see all of it because I'll be at, at bowling, but it is the Monday night game for me. And the reasoning, my reasoning behind this one is simple. And who knows? I could I could be totally wrong because I was wrong before when I said this kind of when I used this kind of logic. But to me, Dan Campbell is going to have his Lions team ready to play. They're going to be angry, and they want to redeem themselves after that loss that they took, that thumping that they took at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens. And the bad news is for the Las Vegas Raiders, who their opponent will be on that Monday night game, it looks like Brian Hoyer is going to remain at quarterback because I do not think – I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. And it um, wasn't like the the Raiders looked like world beaters with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm, but with Brian Hoyer at the helm, uh, they did not look great. So this one could be over early. Um, I don't think it's going to be very entertaining. I think it's going to be one-sided. Speaking of not great, 
for the second <laughs> consecutive week, I had the the Green Bay Packers as part of the Castor Oil game of the week. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings at home. And somehow, I, because, well, I know why, because it's the Denver Broncos, uh, they let the Packers back into that game last week. Yeah. And Jordan Love threw that interception that clinched the game. He's a young quarterback that's kind of still learning. It's a bit mm-hmm. of a learning curve for him, uh, considering who's replacing. But they're playing a team, a Vikings team that's got a lot of momentum right now. They've won the last three games. Their defense is coming together. Their offense is doing just enough to keep them in games, especially with Jordan Addison stepping up with the absence of Justin Jefferson, Kirk Chain's cousins uh, playing like he does. He won't be in, he won't be on prime time. Uh, won't be the feature game out. I, I do. I don't believe that. I, I don't think that this week is the Fox game of the America's game of the week. This match is going to be the Fox game of the week. I hope not. <laughs> uh, because if they do, they got problems. Um, but uh, Spiroditas with the call on that one. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't know does, for sure. I don't know. Fox have an equivalent of Spiroditas. I, I think he's just the most unique, bad announcer I've probably ever heard. <laughs> and as a Jets fan, I had to suffer through his, through him, and his, and calling him, him, him calling our games. Over the last four seasons, so hopefully yeah. none of that nonsense for this week when they play. And actually, that that Giants Jets game is going to be a CBS game. And I'm praying <laughs> no Spiro Diaz on the call. <laughs> My player to watch in Week Eight. We're going to go our, with our players to watch in Week Eight. I've got CJ Stroud. Uh, the Texans are three and three, coming off the bye. We've said our we've give our flowers to this. Texans team to CJ Stroud to D'Amico Ryans coming off a bye week. They're going to face a Panthers team that's win- also coming off a bye. They're winless. And it's the first matchup between the first two picks of this past April's draft. And I'm kind of curious to see what he'll do against a rather, no pun intended, toothless Panthers defense. If he's going to throw for three or four touchdowns, if he's going to throw for 300 yards, if they're going to balance things out, maybe how use the run a little bit to keep uh, Stroud safe, but I'm kind of curious to see what CJ Stroud can do in this game. Uh, Dustin, who's your player or players to watch this week? (laughs) Well, as you just alluded to with that subtle S there, I kind of cheated, but I can sum it up real easy. Uh, This week, the Seahawks play the Browns, and the Seahawks have an offensive line that's kind of been pieced together um, because of injuries And uh, offensive line coach Andy Dickerson has done a great job piecing the line together and coaching them up after uh, Lucas and Cross went down in week one. Lucas, I believe, he might be out for the year. I think think Cross is trying to get back. Um, But they all, as a collective unit, they have to block Miles Garrett, and I am scared. Uh, so I will be I will be watching the Seahawks offensive line very closely this week as hopefully they protect Geno Smith from the scourge that is Miles Garrett to opposing offenses and quarterbacks. And uh, like you said, they need to win this game. I'd like them to keep pace with the Niners, but it's going to be no picnic against that Browns defense. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Even though the Browns defense 
gave up 38 points last week to a pretty impressive Colts team. Yeah. Uh, they got the lucky with that, with the, uh, thanks for the help of the officiating. Uh, but yeah, I'll be curious to see how the, how the Seahawks will, will uh, counter uh, Miles Garrett and the rest of that defense for sure. Yeah. For sure. It'll be an intriguing matchup. Uh, one more comment before we take off. Uh, Walk of the Saints saying, thanks, guys. Cool show. Sorry for lack of comments. Cooking and doing laundry. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. We get it. We get it. We get <laughs> We're it. happy You're to have you here. You're adulting. We're happy to have you here. Listen, at least at least having us in the background. So Yeah. You know, doing your adult thing. So before we go, just want to remind you about our social media channels right here. On Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok, it's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. If you're watching on Rumble, give us a subscribe, give us a give us a follow. And also just want to remind you to like, comment, share, and subscribe on all of our social media channels. Be very helpful. On the podcast side, you can subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast networks including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you podcast, give us a subscribe, give us a listen. Rate and review, five stars is the number of stars that we would appreciate you rating us. If you are able to review on, if you're able to review in a platform that allows reviews, we would read your review on the air. So that's going to do it for this edition of No Credentials Required. We want to thank you for watching or listening to this week, and again, this is No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. www.extralife.org. Oh, I'm yep, two yep, weeks yep. away. I That's am right. two weeks away. Well, under two weeks. So... You see the link in my byline there. If you can do, if you can donate, uh, I would appreciate it. I am raising money for the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Med, raising money to help sick kids. I'm going to be trying to play video games for 24 straight hours on Woo. Saturday, November 4th, starting at 9 a.m. over on Twitch TV. And like I said, stop by, join me. And uh, I'll be there, and I'll be there f- for a long day. So uh, feel free to comment, stop by, and like I said, donate if you can. I would appreciate it. And you might even see this guy make an appearance. Yes, on the stream, playing video games rather poorly, but still playing video games. <laughs> well, that's what I do. And, but, <laughs> but giving, but giving all the support I can to Dustin uh, for this very, very noble cause. So I'll put the link. I'll, I'll pop the link in the description. And also send it out in the socials so you can donate. Awesome. End goal is eleven hundred dollars. So if you can find it in your heart to give, we both really would really appreciate it. But again, thanks for watching or listening. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Again.